Now, it's time to meet the players of college sports today and get this show started. He's a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, a first round NFL draft choice, and a member of the College Football Hall of Fame as both a player and coach. He is the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. He's a rare two-time SEC Player of the Year and spent over a decade in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Matthews. And presenting the host of the show with over 25 years of sports broadcasting experience, Terry Norvell. Coming to you from the College Sports Today studio, it's time for College Sports Today with Spurrier, Matthews, and Norvell. Wow, a lot of stuff on the plate to talk about today, a Friday edition of College Sports Today. Coach Spurrier, day off. Shane Matthews is in, of course. And I'm Terry Norvell. Shane, um, uh, wow, uh, SEC Media Days, we thought and we went over some big storylines going in way back on Monday, uh, NIL and Coach Orgeron and the LSU trouble. Um, most of that got knocked out of the park by midweek when uh, – a comment by Nick Saban, we'll get to that in a little bit, about his soon-to-be starting quarterback, and Oklahoma, Texas. The talk of Oklahoma, Texas. <laughs> I know I was on your show this morning. Um, sum up just your thoughts as we get deep into that topic. Well, it's interesting. I mean, that's, that's two major brands in college football, and the SEC is already the, the premier conference. Yeah. Boy, could you imagine if you had those two? And I think if you do add, I think it's going to happen. It's just win. Yeah. Um, you, you have to do away with the uh, divisions. I think you just go to 16 teams, top two, play for a championship. Um, I like what you just said, too. Um, it, it, unless Oklahoma and Texas are working a backroom deal and using the SEC for leverage, and it would have to be a massive backroom deal, um, of course this is going to happen. Right? It doesn't get this far. Word came out this morning. And by the way, if you've got any comments, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Facebook Live uh, comment section is the easiest way. Word came out this morning, or at least I read it this morning, that this has been the Oklahoma-Texas SEC little talk started six months ago, which tells me this didn't leak Wednesday happenstance. This was choreographed. Oh, absolutely. This was choreographed to leak this week with a thousand media members. Shane, I can't, and I know deals are deals and there's money. I gotta believe. How'd they keep it quiet? Keep it quiet, but how would it not happen? It's gotten this far, and they leaked it on purpose. This is gonna happen, right? It is gonna happen. It's just when is it gonna happen? When will they be, become members of the SEC? Um, I, I do agree. Obviously, two more. We assume that would be it, and it would get the SEC up to 16. You know, um, we've, on this show, on your show, I've been saying for five years, the the, the, the I've, or the name I've called it is the Big Bang. There's one more Big Bang I've said for five years, and it's coming. This is the start of it, right? One more Big Bang in terms of realignment. Um, I'm with you, too. Right now, this all week since this broke, the, oh, my God, what are they going to do? This, this side's going to be too heavy and this side's not going well number one you're right i think they go to four pods oh you think they do four pods? i think they do a little four pod and maybe separate but 
before people get all paranoid, it's way too heavy. That's all cyclical. That will work out. If you if you stayed east-west, and I'm just going to make a point here. If they stayed east-west and they said Oklahoma and Texas are going to find their way to the west and they'll balance it out, when fans go, oh, my God, that's murderer's road, well, five years from now it's going to change. Ten years ago, Tennessee was a factor. Who cares if Tennessee's on your side now? It's cyclical. It will all work out. Would you agree with that? Possibly, but I think with Lincoln Riley, they, they ain't going down. <laughs> well, no, no, but what I'm saying is it's cyclical. Five years ago, the East could barely win a game against the West. Mm-hmm. That's worked itself out, right? If you were to take the unbalance of Alabama, it's remember five years ago, the West was this gauntlet? Oh, yeah. It, Alabama's skewing it because they're in a high period right now of Alabama football, but it's not that – it hasn't been that gauntlet for five years, four or five so years. So if you stayed east-west – Auburn would move to the east. I guess is that who else would move to the east? I, I don't know. I don't know. I was just making it happen. I, I think they probably will go to the four, four team pods and and figure it out. But th- this is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. This is going to happen, and this is the first big salvo, right? There's going to be much more movement, much more movement. We talked on your show, Shane, uh, earlier today, and, and and I stand by this. I hope the reports of Texas A and M getting their panties in a wad. I hope for Texas A&M's image, that's not true. What what good's going to – you can't go force a program that's not yours into coming in or going out, right? right. <laughs> Don't they look terrible if this is true? Yeah. I mean, if you're Texas A&M, you've chased the image of Texas your whole life, right? They're always still going to be the Auburn to Alabama, the A&M to Texas. Mm-hmm. You've had 10 years, Texas A&M, where you went to the big boy conference. Have they been in the league for 10, 10 years? 10 years. 12. Wow. It, it was right at 10. They came in Arkansas, South Carolina in 92. Yeah, that was my senior year. A&M, Missouri, 12. Okay. 2012, right? Don't, if you're Texas A&M, you cannot act like – you're trying to block Texas. We want to be in the SEC. We went there because we were the only one in Texas, blah, blah, blah. Don't you say, hey, welcome to the big boy league. <laughs> We've been in it 10 years. Isn't that their pitch? Should be. Come get some of this. Yeah, yes. Yes. I wonder if you go back to the expansion when A&M and Missouri came in, does the league sit back and go, do you think we made a mistake with Missouri? Because, you know, they were talking about the whole St. Louis market and uh-huh. all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it really that big? You know, my thought, and I may be speaking way out of turn, and you and I probably should know because what we do now for, for a, a, our profession, that whole St. Louis market, the Houston market, the Orlando market, now that over-the-air broadcast TV is really old, the eight-track, does that matter? Uh, it really shouldn't. It, it used to matter, I think, when it was over-the-air – and you said, well, we want a team in that market because they will then have their games carried, and the signal goes this far. I don't think any of that matters anymore, right? You're going to consume. If you're living in Honolulu, you're going to see the Missouri Tigers if you want to see the Missouri Tigers. Correct. Right? It's, so, um, to answer your question, you know, I don't know. And we always have to look further than just the football and basketball. You know, is, is, has Missouri brought – number one, academically, it really helped the conference. Missouri is a, a really considered big – I think it's a big-time um, academic school. Um, hmm. 
Uh, th this, I predicted the Big Bang, and you could see this coming. I've been saying for five years, there's one more Big Bang. And then, Shane, you gotta, you better pick your dance partner quick and get some yeses and propose. And Because, Shane, when this, I don't know if this is going to take a year or two, this final realignment, I think, will, will hold for 25 years. I don't see a lot more. You're going to get your big boy super conferences. You better get in line, and you better get your proposal, and you better get your ring on your finger quick. You know? Mm -hmm. I, 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 I mean, think, think about it. If it does happen, I mean, you literally could have half of the 12-team playoff be from the SEC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think what sped it up, I thought the Big Bang, the realignment would be maybe a couple years from now. What sped it up is the, uh, uh, the, the combination, the NIL, the 12-team playoff. So all these schools, if you're in a conference you think might take a hit, you better have been negotiating six, eight months ago, Right. I'll tell you what, also, it's not going to be get the, uh, the press because it won't be the Power Five type schools. You know who, who better already be at the table? If you're a group of five, big city program. Mm -hmm. You better start right now weaseling your way in if you're Cincinnati, if you're Orlando, UCF, Tampa, South Florida. Um, it's, going to, it's going to be interesting. Certainly other conferences are working. You can't tell me that the Big Ten isn't negotiating right now with somebody or a bunch of people. Notre Dame. Notre Dame? Possibly. Is that the one? I mean, it has to be, right? That's the big fish. No, Notre Dame's going to fall somewhere. Now, we don't, I don't want them. No, they're not going not gonna, to. Notre Dame's going to fall, and they're going to get in a conference most likely now. If Notre Dame gets in a conference and it's not called the Atlantic Coast Conference, you talk about hurt feelings because the ACC helped Notre Dame last year greatly. They gave them a schedule. I think the ACC is in trouble. They might be. Expound on that. Just Well, I mean, they just don't have a whole lot of uh -huh. big names. I mean, they do, but they don't when you think about it. With, you know, as you said, if Notre Dame goes Big Ten, OU Texas join uh, the SEC, I mean, I mean, right yeah. now it's all Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Um, the big domino for, and this probably won't happen, but let me tell you something. If you're the ACC, you're calling Notre Dame. Your second call is to big, bad, very well-respected university, powerful North Carolina. The last thing you need is North Carolina to get squirrely. That's, that, that is the big. Where would they go? I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, don't think for a second, though, that the Big Ten – Notre Dame is the uh, – Oklahoma-Texas together, that's a massive one-two punch, but you count it as one. Notre Dame's right there. That's the big fish. Now, what do you do right now? Did you hear yesterday the Big 12, the, the, the people that run the Big 12, the commissioner's office, all the presidents, ADs and all, they had a massive conference call. And those two, they didn't show up. Texas and Oklahoma. They didn't call in. They didn't call in. And they, and, they, and they said they weren't. That tells you the deal's done, right? They didn't call in to their, hey, a lot's going to start happening in the world of college athletics. What are we going to do? What's our future Big 12? Oklahoma and Texas did not participate in the call. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is the Big 12's pitch? What's their play? Do they talk to the Pac-12? 
about a massive merge, kind of? I don't know what's going to happen. You know? You know? It, it is interesting. Um, but it's, it's on now. Uh, the ACC, they have to almost give Notre Dame anything that they can. You, know, you, you almost have to go to Notre Dame if you're the ACC. Yeah. Problem is, I think the Big Ten's doing that as well. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten. Notre Dame would fit best in the Big Ten. Obviously. What do, you, what do you think a school like Vanderbilt's thinking right now? It's interesting. I had a, a I had a Facebook um, post and got a lot of action yesterday about t- teams and programs. And you know, you always hear the um, SEC should go ahead and boot Vanderbilt. Well, number one, nobody's booting anybody without about a billion dollars paid out. And I threw this out. People get so. I'll throw it out to you. In your conference. Would you rather have Vanderbilt or Boise State? This is a no-brain answer, by the way. Boise. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Well, Vanderbilt you would rather have. Why? Not even close. What's Boise bringing you? Well, nothing, but they've got a little bit better football. They do now. they played football 100 years. How long are they going to be good? Oh, I don't know. I think they'll be. Vanderbilt brings you – National titles in baseball, well, they're true. relevant. Basketball, Boise State has played football probably 100 years. They've been relevant maybe 10. And are they going to stay? They, they bring nothing. I'm just saying, the fan thinks all football, be careful when you do that. Yeah, I, it's, it's a no-brainer. Nashville, well, I agree they bring Nashville, <laughs> they bring Boise. I've been to Boise. Yeah. I've been through Boise. I've never been to Boise. But – this is going to be real interesting. It's going to be real, real interesting. Is this a is this what USF and UCF have been waiting for? Right. This has got to be. I mean, they've been waiting for this next big movement. They've they will wiggle into it because of their cities. They'll end up in the ACC. I Won't bet. they? Won't they? Mm-hmm. You you would uh you would think. Throw this out. Is the SEC done with two? Are they done with two, or do they go, well, you know, 16 is great, 18, you know? What if they try to get Clemson to come in? I don't know. Uh, again, you got to think down the road and broad. Is Clemson that good? They're great in football. Right, but I, mean, I know there's been talk, what if they tried to, what if, been what talk if, in the past about trying to add Clemson. Miami FSU. Possibly, yeah. Miami FSU. What a hit if, if – what if the ACC lost Miami FSU, their two Florida strongholds, and they, they, they picked up UCF, USF? If ever you thought of them as a little brother league, <laughs> then, then you would. Notre Dame. Notre Dame's the big, big prize, though. Notre Dame is the big prize that is out there. And uh, no, the Oklahoma Texas stuff's done. I, I, I would be, Shane, I, I can't, if it's not money. What would it be? And I can't believe money is any factor. Um, the SEC and the television partners would pay just about anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is – if you get those two, this is for dot, dot, dot. This is infinity. Will they change the name of the conference? Hmm. I don't know. We've talked about that too, man. The last thing in the world you need to do is ever put a uh, geographic word on a conference anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? Um, how about this? How about the Power Five conferences, the Big Five? You've got three almost brand-new commissioners. Right out of the gate, they're wrestling with this. The new guy, Kliakoff, the Pac-12, 
His first big thing is to figure out what to do with this in a, in a floundering conference as, a, as, a, as it is. The Kevin Warren guy, second year, Big Ten, he absolutely came out of the gate with a disaster last year, right, with the schedule. And then Jim Phillips. Swafford's gone from the ACC, Jim Phillips. So you got three basically greenhorn commissioners, and they're wrestling with the – this is the biggest story in college sports probably ever now, right? This big realignment that's going to happen. Wouldn't you – I mean, think about it. Right out of the gate, they can't screw up. They cannot screw up. Um, Bowlesby is still at the Big 12. Bill, uh, Bob Bowlesby has been around, and obviously Greg Sankey. Obviously, um uh, Greg Sankey. This is going to be really, really interesting. Also, I'm assuming when Texas and Oklahoma come in, and they will, does that kill – like Florida has a schedule with Texas, right? I think so, yeah. Does that kill that? Does that just turn into conference games? Do they try and yeah, – there's a lot of stuff you got to figure out. But, right, um, Oklahoma, I think, is popping up on a couple schedules, maybe even Georgia in the future. But Florida's got a home-and-home with Texas scheduled in the next yes. 10, 12 years. Um you just turn that into a conference game? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Do you agree? I don't know if you agree with me or not. I don't think it matters that much. I think all that is cyclical. I think, t- you know, you can't really – I don't think right now the last thing I would do if I'm the commissioner of the SEC is I get a, a grease board and I go, okay, let's let's divide the conference up again. we got two new members. Um, I don't do it by who's good in football today. Mm-hmm. That's too cyclical, I think. Well – I'm going to write it down right here. One, okay. Two, three, four, five, six. You doing the uh, SEC's got, work for them? I got Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, LSU, A&M, Oklahoma, and Texas. One, How many is that? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, that's not right, right? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's Kick somebody out, right? I got too many over there. But but think, <laughs> could you imagine getting ready for this season? Just if yeah. this was the SEC West, yeah. Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, LSU, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and Texas. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I'm gonna do this one over here. But I mean, t- t- today is Auburn is is Auburn but great? Still, is Texas there. great? Well, they may not be, but hell, I'd rather play yeah. Vanderbilt than them yeah. every yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'd rather play Kentucky every year. Yeah, I'd rather play South Carolina every year. Now, when uh, when the when, when the leaves turn and it's basketball season, um, so you're going eight and eight now. I'm just trying to figure out who. I'm Interesting. It, it's going. It, this is going to be so fun to play out and watch this. Um, I also heard Shane. Did you hear something about this could be done and? They could be in by 22 next year. Did you hear that? Is that way too early, right? You just can't logistically. In 23? That if Oklahoma and Texas came over, they would be in the conference next year. So so I'm going to read right okay. here. Okay. Okay, I got the nine, right. I got nine. So who would we put in the, from, the, from over here to over? Put Auburn over there? Now, did you do yours geographically? I'm doing what it is right now. Okay. Kinda. Okay, I'm going to put Auburn over here. Okay. Although Missouri should be over there. Because Auburn is right next to the uh, Georgia State line. Right. So, I'm, so anyway, um, yeah, the damn West is still way better in football. It's not even close. Today? Well, okay. So let me just ask you this. Okay. Let's say 10 years from now. Is it going to change? you got Florida, Georgia. They're always going to be good, right, for the most part? Yeah. Tennessee's got to get the right is coach. Is Missouri going to be very good? 
Um, I mean, they're solid. I love their coach. Okay. South Carolina, Kentucky, Vandy, mm-hmm. Auburn. I don't know. Auburn. Don't know. Cyclical. I mean, Auburn. Now, you're old, I'm old. Young viewers may, may go, what are you talking about? I'm so old, I've lived and witnessed three Alabama football downturns. True. It ain't going to happen in, in, as long as we're alive. Tennessee, I mean, you've got young viewers changing. that never knew the dominant Tennessee Vols. I agree with that. Right? Um, hell, after Herschel, Georgia has had three or four downturns. Right? Texas. What, what, what? I mean, Texas has been a hit and miss. They haven't been a consistent power. True. Right? I have lived and witnessed Oklahoma have Oklahoma had Gary Gibbs and John Blake. They were miserable. Way back, but, I, but now with facilities and the way these schools recruit, I don't. I mean, you can't compare them to the South Carolinas. The I'll tell you another advantage. thing too. Obviously, we've always said, and it's true. Head coach in college is much more important for the program than head coach in the NFL for the franchise because the college guy runs everything. Yeah. Right uh, now, the the and when you get the wrong guy, you're digging out in college. Right, mm-hmm. there may be. I, I think there's going to be a lot more turnover starting in the very near future in college. I think you're going to always be looking for the next Lincoln Riley instead of twelve years in, six years in, because the college game from the head coach's pr- uh, perspective is brutal now. The, the job gonna, description. I think you're going to lose a lot of college coaches. Yep, in the NFL. earlier. You're going to lose them. So I think there's always going to be turnover now. Mm-hmm. Those college, if, if you can re- roughly replace your salary, and that's your number one decision maker, is money. If you can make anywhere near the same amount of money, college coaches will get the hell out of the game. Yes, they are. The job description for college football coaches with the NIL now and the portal is brutal. I don't think the portal is that big a deal because I think it, it, it favors coaches too because it's a way they can cut kids without yeah. taking them off scholarship, which Agreed. you don't want to do. Agreed. The whole name, image, name, image, and likeness is a nightmare, and the coaches hate it. Yeah, I, I, do too. I, heard, I heard you saying that. Obviously, no coach in the world can say that publicly. Well, I heard can't you say, say it publicly because yeah. then it's going to hurt. Yeah. The, no kid's going to want to go play for him. So he's like, my coach doesn't support him. Absolutely. But they, they I mean, Gene Chizik, I think, does a tremendous job. And you heard him on the SEC Network this past week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll make this statement. I don't know. If it's not Notre Dame, it'll be something. The The Big Ten in the near future, however, I don't know, month, two months, the Big Ten will have their almost as big story coming out soon. The Big Ten's not sitting back. The Big Ten's too big, strong, powerful, and smart. They are going to throw us. The Big Ten's going to throw something out there that we go, whoa. I don't think they're going to. And that announcement isn't. Obviously, they're going to expand to. Obviously, we're getting super conferences. They're at 14, right? Even though they're called the Big Ten, they're at 14. They're going to add two more, most likely. It's not going to be Big Ten announcement uh, starting next year. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are in. No. No, the Big Ten, mark my words, will do this. There'll be a story coming out. Are we going to get to the now? If if it's Notre Dame, that's it. Are we going to get to the NCAA South Division, the NCAA North Division, 
and the NCAA West division and, you know. Shane, I, I don't know if you got my uh, Facebook the other day. I sent that out as well. I said, you know what? And I was, I was kidding around. I said. Oh, you said that? I, I, I said, that. maybe this is the answer. Kind of what you said. Take a um, almost a middle-of-the-country line, Mason-Dixon kind of line, and, and then the Big Ten has 30 schools. The SEC has 30. You're 30 and my 30. <laughs> there's, college, there's college sports. Now you bust it up how you want internally. I think there's, you draw a line all the way across yeah. here and here, and then you and have do it four. Quads? Yeah. Do quads? I, you got the north, the south, frankly, the west. Shane, I the, truly believe uh, this. Anything's on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a groundbreaking moment in college athletics. Anything is on the table. But mark my words as we take a break. we got other great topics. I want to talk about the NIL. Saban does it again. And I've got some transfer portal numbers from Greg Sankey. Everybody says the transfer portal's out of control. The numbers say maybe it's not. We'll talk about that uh, and a lot more. But as we go to break, mark it down. The Big Ten will have news soon that knocks everybody back almost like Oklahoma, Texas, and the SEC. If it's Notre Dame, that's enough right there. But I'm telling you, the Big Ten is going to make moves, and it ain't going to be Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. That's not going to be their big – did you hear what the Big Ten's doing? Nope. The Big Ten's too big, strong, powerful, and smart. Break time. Shane Matthews, Terry Norvell, and you. Plenty more topics. Stay with us. It is College Sports Today. Taste the islands and every drop of Vida de Louis tequila, 100% blue agave from Tequila, Mexico. Good Me and my boy Matt had it good. He had catnip that was off the hook. But one day, he brings a girl home, and she's allergic to cats. Every sneeze was a nail in my coffin. Now I'm in a shelter. It's decent, but they don't even have Wi-Fi. I should be fine. You should be. Go and step out of the vehicle for me. See ya, buddy. Good luck. So it turns out, buzz driving and drunk driving, they're the same thing. And it costs around $10,000. So not worth it. I don't remember how it started. North of that. Our back and forth. It always came back. Dad! You probably don't remember what you told me. That was perfect. But I heard every word. 
Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there. What about jobs? No? Now try your closet. Still no jobs? Just more stuff? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? I can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff. Our job is to unlock those jobs. And it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Oh, some of the best stuff happens during the break, doesn't it? Shane Matthews, Terry Norvell on Friday. Coach Spurrier off. He'll be back uh, uh, next week. Um, uh, a lot of topics. Obviously, topic number one, Oklahoma, Texas, the SEC. Uh, I had a question from uh, Shelvin. says, what do you think happens to the SEC title game? How do you decide two teams if they do the four pods um, and eliminate divisions? Um, you know, things got to get worked well, out. Well, like the Big 12 right now, they don't have divisions. It's the top two top teams two. with the best record play. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the way they have to go. That might might be the way. Um, yeah, because then, from a scheduling standpoint, what everybody is wanting, and Coach Mullen brought it up the other day, is where Alabama doesn't come to the swamp every 10 mm -hmm. years. Yeah. And so yeah. if you don't have the divisions, yeah. I don't know how you do the scheduling, yeah. but at least – People, fans can go see other places. But, yeah, you make a good point. Um, it, it's been done in modern college football. Uh, best two teams go to the conference championship, not necessarily win your side, win the other side. Uh, real quick, uh, I want to throw this out to our podcast uh, people that are listening on all the uh, 15 leading podcast platforms. Remember, we, we love you following the show any way you consume it. If you uh, get around to it, uh, understand that you can follow our show on Facebook uh, and, and watch the show. Uh, just uh, follow uh, College Sports Today on Facebook and same with uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, we're on a bunch of Facebook pages, including uh, Tintin XL, uh, the big station out of Jacksonville. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, the big, big talk. Um, some other things I want to get into. Um, Nick Saban, brilliant. I mean, what he did Wednesday, I think it was, he didn't just happen to get asked a question about Bryce Young and his NIL deal that, what are they talking about, seven figures? They say he's close to a million dollars. Close I to just, a million dollars. I, I just think it's ridiculous. And Lane Kiffin, did you see Lane's re response to that? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Corral was at, was asking for $10,000 on a parent or an hour or something. But Nick Saban... That was all choreographed. Uh -huh. What a great way to blast to every future recruit the fact that your soon-to-be starting quarterback, not even your starting quarterback, is sitting on a huge NIL deal. Very smart of saving. Simple. Use all those microphones. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just want to know what happens if uh, yeah. he gets benched uh, first quarter yeah. against Miami. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> and Saban's benched some quarterbacks in the first big game. Um, see, that – not that I want this to happen, but there's going to be a negative. Right now, the NIL's brand new. Everything's sugar and spice. Nothing negative's happened, right? There's going to be. When you deal with money and business, negative things are going to happen. Yeah. What happens? What happens when the play on the field forces a guy to the bench? 
he, you know, there may be a clause in there or something. He's not making money. Coach, I'm, I'm not making money. I'm on the bench. The, the, the ROI, we always go back to the return on investment. That business is going, wait a minute. Well, the biggest thing is think about think about college because it's college athlete athletics. But now, as, as Lane stated, it's pro sports. They have free agency, Absolutely. this transfer portal. Absolutely. The difference is, free agency in the NFL is for a they have a window, a time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, transfer portals open year round. But yeah. Terry, that that kid is now making more money than everybody on the yeah. Alabama staff except Nick Saban. That that, How about that, that? Ain't, that ain't right. So that Shane, at least for the year, if he's literally making close to a million dollars. Well, think about it. He is making more than almost no, no, the his, entire coaching staff. Yeah, his position coach is probably making yeah. three or four hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. It just it is not right in my opinion. <laughs> I don't agree with it. Uh, like I told you, if it was Tim Tebow coming back for his senior year and people wanted to throw money at him, oh, I get it because. Yeah. He's established. He's produced. He's established. This dude ain't produced yeah. a thing. Um, I'm for it. I just I'm for the NIL. I just I'm worry not. about. I just worry. Great ideas can't always be implemented, right? Great ideas many times have unintended consequences. That's that's the issue. Um, what the, the NIL? There's some good. One potential really good thing from the NIL. It may help with uh, behavior. I mean, these guys are going to have to figure out the quickest way to give your money back is do something stupid, and but, but, but and that company's going to say, I don't ha- need your DUI. But I don't what, need but your. But what happens when you have money? You do yeah. you do stupid more things. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm positive in a few years max, there's going to be a rumbling of why are we even including the student thing, the student thing, and buddy, let me tell you something. Shane, you know, you may have pulled it. I pulled it once or twice, maybe. <clears throat> you athletes have been known to invent reasons they can't practice. Shane, 20-year-old kid's got some jingle jangle in his pocket. Wednesday practice. <sighs> but I'm telling you, if this thing gets real big, you're going to hear the outcry of, why, why are we even pretending this student thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it, it's it's uh, pro sports, but yeah, keeping some kids out of trouble there, that may be one of the. It could, but I yeah. think it's going to cause more problems. Yeah, I know if I'm the coach, I'm hammering that home. Hey guys, you guys that have deals, maybe getting deals in the future. Uh, remember, you're representing this company. The quickest way to pull that money out is for you to do something stupid and it make the news, because there's got to be some causes in these things, right? Last thing you want to do is have some type of altercation at a bar. Uh, DUI, so that may help. Uh, Saban was awesome, I thought. Very smart, simple Nick Saban getting ahead of the curve. Um, the transfer portal, did you hear what Greg Sankey said earlier in the week when he gave his SEC State of the Union? Mm-hmm. He mentioned, I'm going to grab some numbers, Commissioner Sankey said there were last year 13,000 student-athletes that entered the transfer portal. He said it ended with 11,000. So 2,000 found homes. 13 are out there. That's a lot. Well, is it? That's a lot of dudes sitting Hold still on. without but, a scholarship. But I ran the numbers. NCAA athletics, there are roughly 500,000 student athletes. 
there's a half a million student athletes in college athletics, and this portal is everybody. We we talk about the Division One. The portal's open. But what I'm saying is, a lot of those that he's referring to went down a level. Maybe, but I'm saying no, we all. We, there's not enough data to say is the portal being used a lot or a little. Five hundred thousand student athletes. That's the total number. If thirteen thousand entered in the portal. That's 2.6%. If I said this thing called the portal is going to pop up and 2.6% are going to throw their name in it, you'd probably go, I'm fine with that. That's only 2.6% are in the portal. I'm not worried about And this was a pandemic year. you got to believe it might be, there may be more. My point, what I'm trying to say is I don't care how many, I don't care if half your team goes in the portal. Mm-hmm. My point is those kids that go in the portal that don't go somewhere yes. just gave up a scholarship. And that's going to work itself out, I think. When enough kids, and, and, and I hate to say it, but anything new, the first two or three years, you're kind of the guinea pig. I think that's going to work itself out. When little Johnny goes back home and he's talking to his buddy Steve, and they went, he says, what are you doing now? I, Man, I'm looking for school. I, I gave back my scholarship, got in the portal, and I didn't find a home. I think it's going to work itself out. But I'm still saying that's 2.6% of the student-athletes entered into the portal. Oh, That's a min- yeah. minuscule percentage. Yeah, but... We think, but, because we have nothing to base 13,000. Oh, my God, the portal's so bad. Is it? The numbers say well, it's not. I, but there's going to be thousands that never get another home. Is, Maybe. Is, is, is the bad part of the yeah. portal. I, I don't have a problem with the portal. I just know that when you give up that scholarship, yeah. there's no guarantee that somebody yeah. else is giving yeah. you a scholarship. And, again, I think a couple of years into this thing... There's going to be enough stories. It's going to make people think three times but before they go maybe, in. Maybe, but you maybe. know how kids are. They like, I, I can play there. Everybody thinks they can oh, play. Absolutely. Yeah. So whether yeah. little Jimmy and little Johnny mm-hmm. are sitting at home and gave up their scholarship, little yeah. Tommy thinks he can play yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, cutting business deals, NILs, that kind of says you think you're wearing your adult pants. Well, let's go life. Right? If, 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 if you're Mr. Student-Athlete and you can cut deals and all, if you portal in and can't find a landing spot, you put your big boy pants on. A uh, comment from Ted said, <laughs> used to be players would ask secretly for loans from coaches. Now coaches might be asking players for loans. <laughs> they could. But, Shane, you're so – who is it? Alabama's D coordinator, I think, is still Pete Golding. Golding. Um, their OC now they got a couple of um, former NFL head coaches on the staff, but so so coordinators now at the big schools are making big big money. But you're right, the tight end coach, the, the DB coach, quarterback coach, the quarterback coach, um, the receivers coach. Shane, help me out. Four, five hundred thousand dollars somewhere around there. During this football season, if those numbers are true. Bryce Young is going to make more than probably at least on his Alabama staff. And Alabama pays their staff. I get it. Bryce Young, if those numbers are true, will make more than five or six coaches minimum. And he doesn't have to <laughs> put in the hours. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh. Yeah. Think, hey, think about that. He, not only does he not have to put in the hours, he can't be exploited. There's that 20-hour-a-week thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, Whatever his number comes to, run the math on that. What's he making an hour? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got the he he can't work more than twenty hours on football. <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh my goodness. I just thought that those, that that portal number was interesting. 2.6 and I think the portal number wouldn't be quite 13,000 if it wasn't a pandemic. I think the pandemic um um has made it bigger. Um, Shane, the SEC media days wrapped up yesterday, four days. As I understand it, today, and they may have, uh, let me check, uh, as of this morning earlier, the uh, the media does their predicted order finish, things like that. Obviously, Georgia's going to be picked in the East. Mm-hmm. Alabama's going to be picked in the West. Majority. I would say majority would still pick Alabama to win it. Some Georgia. Um, if, and I don't know if they do, if they did a preseason player of the year, preseason, Offense and defense. I want you to think about it a little bit. I'll throw mine out there. Um, going into the year, offensive player of the year, my guy would be Corral. Yeah, I think too. he has the potential to put up monster numbers. I agree 100% with that. I, but I think my best player in the league is Anaya Smith. Great player. Great player. Defensively, a little tougher. They don't get as much. Uh, Stingley? Maybe at LSU. I mean, his name. I mean, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't even be yeah. able to tell you. I don't know enough yeah. about but defensive players. Matt Corral would be the odds on. I mean, I think Matt Corral, if he stays healthy, I mean, he's he's top five Heisman kind of guy. I think he, yeah. he, he'll put up gaudy numbers, right? They're gonna they're going to play better defense. I think that they will play. I think he'll get more opportunities. Teams aren't going to be – I don't think there's going to be as many – 900 play drives against Ole Miss. <laughs> you could just walk down the field. Right. Um, He'll put up gaudy numbers, right? Real, real gaudy numbers. Now, you on your show today um, let some of your picks out. You and I've got the same. I love Texas A&M. I've got them. I've got Texas A&M playing in, in the national t- championship game. I've got Oklahoma and Texas A&M. I think Alabama takes a bit of a step back. You must as well. I, I mean, I think you I like, like Texas A&M in the West. Well, the reason I like A&M is they get they get eight starters back from the top defense in the league. Mm-hmm. They have Anaya Smith and Isaiah Spiller and that tight end, who's the best tight end. Weinemeyer. Yeah. yeah. And I think whoever Jimbo picks as his quarterback, there's two guys battling it out. I think they're going to be better than yeah. Kellen Mond. And I just I just think it's their year. I'm not saying Alabama takes a step back. I think Alabama's still going to be very, very good. Yeah. But I think this is the year A&M. So, you, yeah, you could see A&M running the table and putting the one loss on Bama. So, Bama didn't necessarily um, – I'm with you. Um, A&M's lines of scrimmage, they love. They've got um, they've got projected, high projected first-round pick on the offense and defensive line. Um, I, I love, I love their, their three-headed monster skill position um, that are going to handle the ball. Uh, Devin A-Chain is the sprinter. Yeah. Spiller is I, the bruiser. Right. And Anaya Smith, zero, is great. He plays everything. He plays He's everything. He's their Percy Harvin. He's their Percy Harvin. And then you got the tight end. Uh, and and Wadamire. They may have the best group of skill guys in the, in the league. I they, think they do. They've the got Florida last year, Alabama the last several years. F- four guys are going to handle that ball. Um, remember, that tight end, if Kyle Pitts wasn't around last year, <laughs> He'd had a lot of trophies in his case. Yeah, big time player, big time player. Spiller is is a hammer. They've got speed. I'm with you. I think uh, their their quarterback play. Well, now we got to see it. We got to see it. I don't even need to see it. But I, think, uh, I, I was never a Kellamon. Calzada guy. and uh, Haynes King. Neither one of them played much, and one of them, Calzada, played two years ago a little I bit. I just I saw I saw was terrible. There was and one, he got drafted. Yeah, there was. Uh, I don't know which one it was. I saw a little bit of their highlights during their spring game mm-hmm. they were showing the other day. 
one of those kids, man, he he's he just looks athletic. He can take his steps and let it go, look mm-hmm. very accurate. So I'm. I think I, like I saw him. the same clip from their spring game, and I think that was Haynes King. Haynes King. He's, he he threw the ball like Eric Cresser. He yeah. like Cresser, big tall dude. Yeah. Um, I like AM. Uh, I like Florida. I think you like George on the other side. I mean, uh, it's a Tulsa. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if I'll pick anybody. I think it comes down to that mm-hmm. game. Um, whoever wins the game, Georgia's got the easier schedule. Yes, yeah, so the schedule switches in Georgia's favor this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely switches. Um, now the SEC schedule, they kind of swapped Alabama and Clemson, but Georgia. It, it's interesting. Out in um, Hoover, there's real debate. A lot of people love JT Daniels, and a lot of people go, "I got to see something." You know, there's a, there's a lot of that. I think also this year, if I was a Georgia fan, this year would be the put up or shut up with Georgia's offensive line. I'm not saying they've been bad the last five years under Kirby going into a sixth year. The Georgia offensive line has never lived up to the five star. Shane, have you under Kirby Smart? Have you ever watched Georgia football and go, man, they're going to hammer that ball right down somebody's throat? They never do. They never do. Their um, their defense concerns me, and I know um, Gilbert came over the tight end. Why is their defense concerning you? How many starters they got back? Not that it matters. Um, they lose. The, they're back seven. They lose a ton. Their their secondary they lost a ton. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to be great on defense. Well, we'll find out yeah. game one how good yeah. they are. Um, and all those five star linebackers, a lot of them, uh, Dean. Uh, Monty Rice is gone, I think, but N'Kobe Dean and those guys. I saw three what I think are average running backs at Florida eat them up for ten catches yeah. all day. I And I think Florida's three running backs that are that played last year are average. Yeah, I mean, it's you can look at the, the, the scheme and the game plan Dan had. He, he obviously knew something. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into yeah. that. I, I'm, I think Kirby's a really good defensive guy. Uh, I, you got to think they're going to be pretty good on defense. Do you subscribe? Most of the Florida talk is they lost so many, so much star power, handle the ball star power, they've got to take a step back. The best team Florida beat by far last year was Georgia. Mm-hmm. Shane, if you break the numbers down, Florida – and everybody says they can't be real good. Tony's gone, Pitts is gone, Trask is gone. Okay, they pull, they always point that out. Florida against the best team they played and beat Georgia. They put forty four on Georgia. Pitts had two catches. One was a touchdown. He got injured at the eight twenty nine mark of the second quarter. He played a quarter and a half. He missed two and a half quarters. Tony had forty two yards receiving was zero factor. Tony and Pitts they put forty four. They didn't have Tony and Pitts, basically. Well, I, I, you probably – I wasn't in the locker room or in the meeting room for Georgia, but having said what you just said, don't you think they tried to take uh, Tony out of the game? He, he caught six, six for 42, yeah. never got loose. Well, I mean, here's the thing with Florida. For them to be decent on offense, I've said it a hundred times, Emory has to complete the easy throws. Easy throws. If we don't make easy complete the easy throws, it could be a long year. Georgia – couldn't cover a back. The backs had 10 catches for over 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Justin Shorter had a touchdown and three or four other catches. Some of the, those were the design of the play, the pick play. The um, the two tight ends, Gamble had a touchdown. 
uh, Zipper had a 39 yard down the sideline. A right. little bit of a but, pick. But remember, a little bit of a but remember who was throwing them those balls. I agree. I, accurate I, passer. I get you. I get you. I get you. They put 44 on the board basically without Tony and Pitts last year. Now, tip of the hat to Dan Mullen. Yes, they, they schemed them. The pick play yeah. for the wheel routes was wide open yeah. all day long, and Trask made good throws. I um, I, I think uh, Pierce has been a good company guy for four years, average running back. Um, yeah, I don't think they have the any two, stupid I, I think the two backs that are going to, as the season plays on, I think uh, Bowman and, and Lingard will eat up the backfield. I mean, these guys I think are superstars, the two five-star backs. Well, we, we, we hope I, because I, I, they yeah. have a five-star Next to their mm-hmm. name, yeah. but we we've yet to see them. I like Florida and I like Texas A and M in Atlanta. I like A and M winning the game. I've got A and M. My Final Four. I, I, you and Coach are scared, I guess. You I'm know. not scared. I scarred. I mean, I, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Texas A and M, Clemson, um, and USC. I think the Pac-12 rears its head between Oregon and USC. It's my um, Final Four. I mean, I have to think about. It. I hadn't really thought about yeah. mine. But I, I am picking A&M to win the SEC now, so obviously they yeah. will be one of them. I love Oklahoma. I just yeah. think the world of Lincoln Riley. Same here. And then um, you got to assume Ohio State. I mean, I, I know nothing about Ohio State or the Big Ten, but they're probably yeah. going to win every game. And then that fourth one, I'll, I'll let you know here. It's interesting. Before the season. It's interesting. The big three of the last five years, um, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, and Oklahoma doesn't win when they get out there. At least Ohio State's won. The big three, it's interesting – None of them bring back a quarterback. Yeah, Fields, but but Clemson's guys played a lot. Yeah, played, played, played a decent decent amount. Yeah, a decent amount. True. Um, it's just there is no Fields coming back at Ohio State. There is no Tua, you know, ish right. coming back at Alabama. There is no um, uh, Lawrence coming back. Well, USC has their quarterback coming. Slovis. Back. I like him. Slovis. Yeah, I, I think USC and Oregon. I know the conference gets beat up, but they have quietly. Recruited their ass off. They've recruited their tail off. That'll wrap it up. We'll get out of here. Remember, Coach was off today. Uh, next week, uh, come back and uh, Coach Story will be with us here on College Sports Today. Thanks to all the people on podcast. Remember, if you're podcasting it, you can also follow it on uh, Facebook Live, the 1010XL Facebook Live, um, College Sports Today's Facebook Live, and YouTube. That'll wrap it up for Evan Miller producing, of course, as always, and Shane Matthews. I'm Terry Norvell. We'll do it again Monday, College Sports Today.